Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com breadbox. Welcome to Quote Me a weekly podcast that seeks to encourage, inspire, and lift you up to be all you were created to be. Words are powerful. Recognizing and celebrating the impact they have on our lives can comfort or challenge us, or both at once. I'm your host, Lindsay Schlegel, and I'm so glad you're here. Today, I hope we can honor the truth, beauty, and goodness of well-chosen language and so glorify God. Let's begin. My guest today is Justin McLean, who I think has my favorite bio I've ever had um, on the show. Justin is husband to Bernadette, dad to five wonderful children, nine and under, lay Dominican in the Order of St. Dominic, veteran theology and Spanish educator at Bishop McNamara High School, author and consultant for Ave Maria Press, wildlife enthusiast who likes to educate people on God's gift of nature, vocal advocate for the value and dignity of human life in all its stages from conception to natural death. Welcome, Justin. Thank you, Lindsay. Um, I, I just love, I don't know what it is about this bio, just the way that you've vocation and job and all the things, um, I get such a great picture of how joyfully you're living your life. So I'm really glad to spend some time with you. I'm glad to be here. Um, we mentioned a little bit before we started recording, recording about this wildlife enthusiast. I, uh, we are friends on Facebook and I have learned a great deal about snakes from you. I like to teach people about all the different creepy crawlies. You know, it's easy to love dogs and cats and butterflies, and those really are wonderful, beautiful creatures as well. Yet, what about uh, this one that has a stinger and this one that, that bites and this one that uh, has a lot of legs? You know, how could God have created that? Well, yeah. uh, as we know from Genesis, it is good. Uh, that which he created is good. And humanity, it's funny, as, as often as I talk about wildlife, I always try to bring it back to humanity for people because we in God's creation are the summit, the pinnacle of uh, that which he has brought into being. So we truly are his greatest and most precious creation. Yes, absolutely. And your quote that you're bringing us today talks about what, as humans, what we're called to be and we're called to be saints. So you have this, uh, these lines from St. John Paul II, the world needs more than just social reformers. It needs saints. Holiness is not the privilege of a few. It is a gift offered to all. Can you tell us a little bit about where you came across this quote and what it means for you? So St. John Paul II in 1987 addressed a group of Catholic educators. And this was down in New Orleans. And as it were, this was on September 12th, 1987, which was my fifth birthday. And I like to read a lot of church documents on education spanning decades as an educator myself in order to try to wrap my head around what it is that 
the Catholic educator is supposed to do, uh, what our role is. And with this quote here, we have the reality that we are called to be saints. All that we see and encounter on a daily basis is part of our expectation to take seriously our universal call to holiness. So it's something that I take seriously uh, as a teacher. And I tell my students all the time, I'm very forthright with them. I tell them that I want them to be saints one day. And I always add, uh, you know, hopefully later than sooner, no time soon. Uh, but I do want to see them experiencing the beatific vision one day. If so, then I haven't uh, done my best uh, as a teacher. So uh, when it comes to those who aren't students as well, since we're only students formally for a part of our lives, right. uh, it's something that we have to remind our fellow adults about as well. Uh, in this era in which uh, society is so fractured and so uh, given over to despair, and there's so much division and iniquity and and fallenness, uh, we have to remember that we are designed for holiness. Uh, it's something that God had in mind from the beginning of time, long before uh, he brought the universe into being, long before he brought all of creation into being, he had humanity in mind as the summit of his creative force. And he wants us to spend an eternity loving him reflecting the love that he outpours for us. So in terms of this universal call of holiness, it's something that we need to remind one another about, uh, especially as society seems perhaps more in troubled times than in recent memory. Yes, yes. I think there's a lot of trying to define ourselves or figure out where we fit into this whole world, not with without having our identity as children of God being the first and foremost thing that we are. And that can lead us to a lot of places that um, where we get tangled up in things of this world and we, we're not, we fall off the path that we're meant to be on. Um, so can you talk a little bit more about being a lay Dominican also? I don't, I don't know that we've had um, a lay Dominican or another um, lay religious, lay religious, am I saying that right? Uh, somewhat, <laughs> somewhat, somewhat, more or, not less. Quite. <laughs> more, more or less, definitely a, a member of the order of St. Dominic. Uh, so St. Dominic, uh, 800 years ago, when he uh, brought about the order of St. Dominic, which he founded, uh, he had essentially three branches, uh, and that is the priests or friars, so the brothers preparing for the priesthood as friars, uh, and then uh, cloistered nuns, and there are also uh, Dominican sisters who are not cloistered. And then the third realm, if you will, the third order is of the laity. So uh, as a member of the order of St. Dominic, I'm a layman. I'm mm -hmm. married with kids, yet a member of the order of St. Dominic, and given in that way to the Dominican order and service to the order for the greater glory of God. And so that is part of your call too, right? Like that's part of the way that God is calling you to be a saint through being a lay Dominican. Can you tell us, I'm, I'm sure this is, has a much bigger answer than we have time for, but can you share a little of how you discerned that? So I knew a lot of Dominicans in college 
and thereafter, and especially friars, as well as some sisters. And this was at a point in, in my life in which I had to undergo a reversion to the faith. I had to return to the Catholic faith. In my high school years and in the college, I was not particularly interested in matters of faith. So I drifted away from the church. And in speaking to and listening to and reading the works of Dominicans, I realized the truth that was there. Veritas, Latin for truth, is the motto, if you will, of the Dominican order. And just as St. Dominic, around 800 years ago, saw this need to preach the truth, to go out into the streets and preach the truth there in France to the Albigensians, so too in the modern era, uh, in which there's so much deception and manipulation and confusion and waywardness professing the truth of the gospel. So after college, I came to know some lay Dominicans, those who, as I am now, were committed to the Order of St. Dominic. And similarly, they're in the world as lay men and women, yet dedicated to professing this truth, goodness, and beauty of the faith. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, I'm also, my, it's sticking out to me that you we're drifting from the faith in the same time of life where your students are now. So is That's that, right. did that, how do you think that, that helps you live that vocation? How do you think you're, you're falling away to a certain degree then has helped you in your calling to be, to be teaching people in the same stage of life now? I have a soft spot for the dissenter or the atheist or the non-believer or the one who pushes back in terms of matters of faith. I have a soft spot for them because that was once me, not necessarily as far as atheism. I always believed in God, but I definitely didn't agree with a lot of the church's teachings, mm -hmm. a lot of the more unpopular ones in modern times. So I have a soft spot when it comes to those students who nudge a little bit because I think sometimes they think that I might less of them or get worked up or so forth but how does Jesus speak to us in all of our fallenness and no matter what situation we're in how does Jesus as the capital T teacher address us how does he speak to those in the gospels who are in all sorts of situations so especially when in class or outside of class or wherever uh, we're talking about something, especially a difficult matter. I say a quick prayer to the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Yeah. Let me say the right words. Let me have the right demeanor. Let me be the face of Jesus to this young person. And that's what gets me through the day, especially in an era that seems to outdo itself nearly daily in terms of the confusion that it fosters and all of the different messages that students encounter in modern times. Yeah. Yeah. I was reading an article the other day um, with a line from, I believe, St. John Henry Cardinal Newman about how in every age we think it's the hardest time. Um, and part of me thought, yeah, that's, you know, that's a kind of co 
comforting in a way that as hard as we think it is now, there have been many other eras where people thought it was as hard, you know, it it was the hardest it could ever be. Um, And then other days there's part of me that's like, no, this is actually harder. (laughs) And my kids aren't teenagers yet, but as we're getting close to there, um, it is, it's, it's, it's sad to see the, the things that they have to deal with, but at the same time, I mean, God made them for such a time as this, right? Like we, he puts us where we are because this is how he wants to draw us closer to him. That's absolutely right. And going back to the John Paul II quote, making an allusion to it, and that is that there's never been an easy time to be a saint, if you will. Sometimes as a historian, I like to look back at different historical periods. And over the last 2000 years, I have been unable to identify a particular era in which it was quote unquote, easy to be holy. Um, And looking at the lives of the saints, we encountered that they always had to go against the grain, so to speak, uh, in their era, Uh, especially uh, in eras given over to materialism or uh, consumerism or sins of the flesh or sins of deception of all sorts in all of these different confounding obstacles to matters of faith and to holiness, they had to go against the grain and have a personal conversion of their hearts toward Christ and similarly call others to that personal and ongoing conversion of our hearts to Christ. Yeah. And I think that that idea kind of is what, when I have my heart in the right place, does bring me some comfort to think that whatever the thing is right now that seems really hard, that seems impossible, that seems how am I going to say and do and be the right things to keep, especially my children on the right path. And, you know, I pray that they will keep practicing the faith as adults and that they will, the the joy and the peace that we have in our house will go out into the rest of the world. Um, that's a commonly a, a prayer in our house. As much as I worry about all those other things that could get in the way, I can, when I think about it in the, on that bigger scale, I think there was always a thing and the thing changes from era to era, but there's one thing that stays true. Um, and there's a person who remains true. Um, and so if I'm trying to find the thing to hold on to, then Christ is the thing to hang on to because he's the thing that doesn't change all these things that seem big and seem like they're tearing things apart. And they are in some ways, those things, even if we're not going to see them in our lifetime, come and go, they do come and go. And there's, there's someone that doesn't. And so we can trust him and we can lean on him. Certainly. And if we look at how the church grew from only a few into many it grew in perhaps the most hostile manner possible in terms of the setting, and that is of the Roman Empire, which was pagan and quite against the principles of Christianity. So if the church was able to grow in this way amidst the hostility that it encountered, then in modern times, whether in any situation that one might find him or herself, there's that opportunity for proclaiming the good news to outward society. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, we are just about out of time. Um, I'm glad to end on that hopeful note. Listeners, I hope you, uh, you have that, that sense of hope too, that there's as crazy as these times are, 
there are good things. And as Justin said at the beginning, there is truth and there is beauty and there is goodness. And these are the things um, that we want to cling to and we want to draw closer to. So Justin, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Thank you, Lindsay. Listeners, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a review wherever you find your shows and tell a friend. Until next time, God bless you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.